it was pretty hard to say no to med school, yeah. especially since, you know, my brother is actually a doctor and um, he used to, he's finishing up his, well, he's starting his second year of residency. You know, my parents are immigrants. So that was like the immigrant dream to yeah. have two doctors you know like that's they they, they like hit the jackpot <laughs> right and they they hit the jackpot and they're like right. oh sorry uh somebody already claimed it right. and um they're like okay yeah <laughs> so like they were they were i'm not gonna lie they were kind of crushed by it so that was a really hard time for me before starting my business to really kind of just flesh that out and deal with that within my family Hey, hey, welcome to Girl Let's Talk About Food presented by You Can Do It To It. Today, we've got V from Cow Cow on the show to talk about her food truck in Providence, Rhode Island. And after the show, we've got a special treat for you, so stick around. Thanks so much. My full name is Vila Kamahavong. I go by V. Um, it's a lot easier to say that and pronounce. My business is called Cow Cow, and we are here in Providence, mainly in the Waterman Thayer area. We like to hang out around there. Awesome. So you say hang out. Is that because you have a choice of where you get to go? Yeah. I mean, I could go anywhere, basically, in Providence, as long as I'm like 200 feet from a restaurant. But I choose the Waterman Thayer area because there's a lot of foot traffic around there. And I feel like people are more willing to to just try newer things. The West End also has a little bit harder parking. Um, so that's why I choose the East Side, unfortunately. Now, when you say 200 feet from a restaurant, what's, what's the deal with that? Well, it's just a rule that is set in place, I think, for restaurants to kind of keep their distance. We, we keep our distance from established restaurants and, and things like that, just so there's no conflict of interest i think so on on waterman street are you like near there is that when i'm over there i hit like pretty close to the intersection okay. 200 feet is like not far yeah not far mm-hmm. at all like i could probably stick my head out and and wave at the people at like pokey works <laughs> like yeah. yeah i'm here so i'm here <laughs> i'm here if you want some ice cream oh yeah. so it's not like a power move you're not like waving no. at them like what's up no 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 no. no 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 i'm i'm very cordial with everyone that is funny i never knew that that was yeah i don't know that hasn't come up either yeah Yeah, i think it's fairly a fairly newer rule i think i'm i'm not too sure um i'm assuming it's probably within the last few years that that was added because people probably felt some type of way about it yeah 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 because the food trucks are on the rise right i mean rhode island or yeah for sure yeah i a fun fact i found out that there's i think a hundred thousand small businesses in rhode island what? Yeah. Do you know how many of them are food trucks? No. <laughs> Those are all the fun facts that I know. <laughs> Those are the that's the only fun fact that right. I actually know. Yeah. I feel businesses. like there's probably a, a more fun fact that you know. But that was a good fact. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like there's some more. in your back pocket. I don't know. I don't I, know. I want to know the fun fact about how you decided that this was something that you wanted to pursue. Mm. So it started back when I went to college, and I was a pre med student, and I had I got my degree in history, and I was on the pre-med track, took my MCATs, all that great stuff, did fairly well, got into medical school and was like, no. <laughs> I just realized that I wanted to try something different. I, I have always had an interest in, in business and entrepreneurship and how it all worked. And um, I love the food scene here in Providence. And so I just... 
I just dove in. Mm. Yeah, I just was like, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, much to my parents' demise. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you grow up here? I did. I was born and raised in Providence. Wow. Never, never left. Never left. So your parents are right down the street. They're kind of seeing like, oh, she's doing this thing. Do they stop in to sort of like check in to see how things are going? Um, they stop by sometimes. Yeah. They stopped by more when I was just starting up. Mm. But I mean, I'm still technically still just starting up. But yeah. when I, the first few months that I was open, they would come more. But um, nowadays, they kind of just let me, let me do my thing. One of the things that you and I were talking about was that you actually, you said, hey, I'm going to try to make this business successful. Yeah. Is there a, a time frame that you have around that? I have delayed my matriculation for med school for a year. So I have until next fall, I believe, or next summer to make a decision to really see if Cow Cow will still be alive. Like, that's kind of crazy to say, but... How will you decide? Starting Cow Cow was a gut feeling for me. It was just this gut thing that I felt that I wanted to do and I really wanted to try. And I feel like my decision will probably end up being a gut feeling. So not numbers, not like... No, no. I think, obviously, I have to to look at it um, logistically um, and see if it's something that financially would be a good resource for me and would work and if I can really see my business growing. But at the end of the day, I think I, I really want to make it work. It'll, it'll be a gut feeling at the end of the day, what, what feels right. Is that what leads a lot of your life, gut feelings? Um, see, I would, I would like to say it does, mm. but... I think it's always kind of hard to, to follow your gut sometimes because your gut, I I personally think your gut's always right, but your gut isn't always the easiest decision to make. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was pretty hard to say no to med school, yeah. especially since, you know, my brother's actually a doctor and um, he's, he's finishing up his, well, he's starting his second year residency. You know, my parents are immigrants, so... That was like the immigrant dream to have two doctors, you know, like that's they they, they like hit the jackpot. <laughs> right. And they, they hit the jackpot and they're like, right. oh, sorry, uh, somebody already claimed it. Right. And um, they're like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> so like they were they were I'm not going to lie. They were kind of crushed by it. So that was a really hard time for me before starting my business to really kind of just flesh that out and deal with that within my family is it just your parents who came over or did you have extended family who are in the states now too my parents were the last of my dad's family to come here my um grandpa and my dad's eight brothers and sisters oh my gosh <laughs> yeah wow. eight brothers and sisters were, came here during like there was a lot of turmoil and the communists were taking over and stuff like that and my dad was like not about that and um, so my my grandpa actually was a police officer in Laos and he helped American troops while they were here in for well over there for yeah. the Vietnam War and things yeah. like that. And so, you know, when they wanted to go to the States, um, they kind of saw my my grandpa as like an American uh, associate, I guess you could yeah. say. Mm. And um, it was pretty easy for them to come over because of that. Wow. So. Yeah. So he actually got to know soldiers mm -hmm. who were quote like the enemy soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and helped. Yeah. And then that wound up 
kind of being your family story for how you got here. Yeah, yeah. Because um, my grandpa would basically patrol the camping site that they would, the American troops would be at and make sure everybody was okay and that they were fed and things like that. So that was that was my grandpa's job. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. When you were, you know, breaking the news to your family, did mm-hmm. you have any family members who were especially excited for you? Like who got it? Yeah, my brother. Yeah. 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 My brother was like, yes, like do it. Because right. like he, he, he's a, he, he's a guy that's like, he comes with all these like outrageous ideas. Like, and he, I don't think he'll ever really execute them. I think he just spews ideas just to spew them. Mm. But um, we've always wrestled with this idea of building um, a, a restaurant um, that uh, serves authentic Lao food. Mm-hmm. And so that was actually the origination of um, Cow Cow. I was going to sell um, noodle soup oh. that was based on um a lao soup that was like it's really popular but um that was really hard to do in a truck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that i f- i found out very quickly yeah. so i kind of switched gears and um but my brother was he was the my probably my number one supporter in my family yeah so he has kind of a entrepreneurial mindset then too but he just went in a a more tr- uh, slightly more traditional direction i don't really know i never really divulged into his mind of mm. like entrepreneurship i don't know really what he w- would want to do sure. <laughs> but um i'm sure he has a lot of ideas and things like that that he likes to just say mm. <laughs> <laughs> just say i don't know if he'll ever execute it but uh, sure. maybe one day he will so what was it like to try soup um uh, in, in the food truck. The noodle soup that, that I was thinking about making is called kapiak, um, which directly translates to like wet noodles. So it's hand cut, hand like kneaded noodles that are ri- made of rice flour and tapioca flour. The broth is, is a really clean broth. It's, it's not like ramen. It's not like pho. It's something that you eat after and you feel like it's a homey meal. You know, it's some, It's kind of like similar to a chicken noodle soup, hmm. I would relate it to. It's just something that reminds you of home. I know that the, the noodles, you cook it in a separate broth pot, I guess you would say. And um, that pot gets very thick very easily. So I was like, yeah, that's going to be tough to keep dumping in and out of mm. the truck. And it's going to be a large amount of water. So I was like, that's not that's not going to happen. That's not possible. Just a moving vehicle full of scalding hot liquid. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, like a small vehicle. Right, like that. right. So, yeah, right. yeah it's, it, it was bound it was to not be safe. <laughs> right, right. And we talked with, with Becca and Tiff about what an event it is to do rice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think of rice as being such a simple food. Right. But they're making like when you're making 100 pounds, pounds of, of rice, it's right. a very different yeah. thing. Right. Right. And constantly halfway through making a previous <laughs> amount and keeping the current one good. Yeah. And I can't even imagine with hot, hot yeah. water, even hot, hot water. water. <laughs> yeah. Just the water. Yeah. I don't want to make like a tea food truck and be like, no, just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just cold yeah. stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Becca and Tef, they were a huge part of Cow Cow mm. from the get go. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I came i went to them initially about two years ago before i started cow cow and they were just starting up and i reached out and was like hey like i'm thinking about opening a food trailer and i'm like interested like do you guys mind like talking to me and they were like basically 
mentors of yeah. mine and they were there to this day i always talk about them and how they really helped me out and told me as much information as they could have at that time and to this day yeah they still help me out a lot which was unexpected because mm. when you think of the restaurant business you kind of think that it'll be more cutthroat and nobody really yeah. wants to help you and you survive if you survive but if you don't then sucks to suck yeah. but they were they were so helpful and i'm i'm always grateful for them for that did you go through a similar incubator that they did like with hope of maine or did you strike out on your own without no i just i just did it wow I just yeah I was just like, yeah, let's do it. So how'd you get the waffle machine? Oh, yeah. I just ordered them off of Amazon. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went through a couple of waffle makers, and then I finally ended on the ones that I have now. And even the ones that I have now are not so great, to be honest. Like, I still deal with a lot of issues with them, are constantly reordering parts and things like that. I never think about being able to buy, like, food truck or, like, industrial grade right yeah. type thing so is yeah. it like that kind of level of quality or you're just like you know what i'm getting like kitchen waffle makers and i'm just gonna make this thing work it's gonna be great so initially i was gonna do the kitchen waffle makers yeah. but it, it was it wasn't gonna work and especially how i wanted them to come out it right. just wasn't it, it wasn't feasible and then um i found these ones which were a little bit more expensive on amazon and um, i tried it out because i was looking at other other places that made bubble waffles um mm. like in london and california and things like that and all of their waffle makers looked like this one so i was like hmm, probably probably should try this one yeah. and uh so i got it and uh, sure enough it was pretty good and um here we are so tell us a little bit about like what a bubble waffle is like every time i try to explain yeah. what a bubble waffle is <laughs> i start and i'm just like let me just show you a picture because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like so hard to explain, yeah. but I will try my it's best. It's a little more difficult on an I, audio medium, but we can yeah, try. <laughs> yeah, I will try my best to use my best vocabulary. Um, so I would say that a bubble waffle is like a regular waffle. It does have a little bit more Asian flavors because we use things like tapioca flour and custard powder. What it does because of the waffle iron creates little pockets of waffles so instead of like how a typical waffle maker has like it rises it's mm. inverted so it creates little bubbles of waffle fluffy crispiness just overall deliciousness i would say yeah i mean it sounds amazing i almost like the big bubble wrap if you can think of how that looks yeah imagine that's waffles yeah ah. yeah does it pop the same way Kind of. <laughs> if I does, step on it, it does get a little. Yeah, it's yeah. not as satisfying. Not but as it's fine. much better to eat. Yes, yeah. more yeah. satisfying to eat. Yeah, arguably, but less satisfying to pop. So. That's yeah. the after show. We'll have JP try some bubble wrap and see how he yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. do it. We'll do a taste off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have seen the Instagram. I mean, it does look delicious. Oh, yeah, thank and, uh, you. and I think most so people are surprised with how huge the portion yeah. size yeah, yeah yeah they're really they're really big it's like, fun like it's a probably the size of a baby yeah, yeah. like i mean now JP i know, know i know about babies know. so did <laughs> <laughs> you got one with you no <laughs> <laughs> um but no like they're they're pretty packed they're pretty packed i try to be as generous as possible mm. because i know a lot of people they probably want to share it i mean mm. my my boyfriend he's not a big sweet guy so usually like when we get sweets we're sharing because he yeah. doesn't really like them too much. So I know some people are in similar situations. 
Uh, my my wife and I do the same thing, and yeah. uh, we'll get something to share, and yeah, then it'll be gone. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know what sharing is. Of... Well, it depends. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would have one of these, and it's... my wife would have one, and we would both just yes. the whole one. Yeah. It's the appropriate yeah. size for yeah. for you guys. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> it it is possible. I will not say it's, it's not possible. impossible, yeah. but yeah. I've seen one man. He actually had, he wanted to try the whole menu in one sitting. How many which items? Which is six. Oh my. Whoa. Which is six. And he went through four and he was like, I can't. I was yeah. like, I'm surprised you even went through through like more than two. Did you offer him a own. challenge? I was like, going to. If you eat five, you get the six for free. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But that's a good idea. I should do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, are you familiar with Spike's hot dogs? Yeah. You yeah. know, they have the hot dog eating mm-hmm. contest. Yeah, yeah. You should do something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he eats, if he eats all six, yeah, yeah. he'll get one. For I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> say half, that's a, that's one a half. Just one. Fifty percent off. <laughs> right. <laughs> do I get all my money back? No, 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 no. no. Listen, no, you, no. you get fifty percent off. Yeah. The last one. <laughs> the last one. Your reward is one. how you feel right now. <laughs> In this very moment, don't you feel overjoyed? No. Oh. No. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Now, does that? Uh, being generous is that have an impact on like uh the bottom line or, or are you like able to to balance that out and make sure that you can make enough money while being generous with the, the amount of food you make i think we're we're in an okay spot with it that yeah. because i i've never wanted to sell a product that i wouldn't want to purchase at a price that i wouldn't want to purchase i made that very clear in the beginning because you know i know how it feels to be you know in a student or just in general you know you don't want to buy something and you kind of get it and you're like eh, like i paid eight bucks for that i paid nine bucks for that <laughs> right. like, right. so i i wouldn't sell a product that i i wouldn't eat myself or mm. go out and buy myself as a consumer yeah so that that for sure is a big important thing i can't remember if kelsey and i each ordered our own or if we split one i think you guys ordered one. Oh, that's good if yeah. i remember properly <laughs> that was smart of us stingy yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, but the nice thing is it's like, you know, it, it ends up because it is like a good size. It ends up being kind of a cheap, da- a cheap date if you want something sweet. But, you know, you don't want to be, you know, make it a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's know. a nice option. It, it was like five bucks each, right? <laughs> it's a... Right. And yeah, if you want to leave a restaurant, just have a nice like dessert somewhere, take a walk. And... Yeah. yeah. Kind of nice. Split the same cone, have a little lady in a tramp moment. That's yeah, right. yeah. Hit spoons. Yeah. Hit wooden spoons. Yeah. Clink spoons. Share a spoon. Now, did you start? You didn't start the pre-med program. You were going into it, and then you decided to start doing. No, I, I did the whole the whole shabam. Yeah, she did. Oh, pre-med. you did the whole pro- the whole oh. shabam. Oh my gosh! You know, and you were you were wrapping up. You were wrapping up pre-med yeah. as you were yeah. starting cacao, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was starting. I was still in school when I I was building cacao. Oh wow! Yeah, and even when once um, it was up and running, I was I was I was finishing up school. Yeah. How does pre-med work then? <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was hard, especially I was a history major. Yeah. So we went like it. You know, pre-med and history do not coincide with each other whatsoever. Sure. So it was just, it was a wild ride of academia. I mean, the, the way you do it, think of all the time you wasted as an undergrad and <laughs> even even after. Okay. She didn't waste any time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no time to waste. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's basically. Yeah. I mean, that's how it has to work, right? I think a lot of, a lot of it was, I just felt. I just wanted to finish as as fast as possible. I'm not yeah. a big school person. No. I would say like, I, I I don't enjoy school, but 
I was good at it. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted it to be done. Mm. So, yeah, four years of medical school doesn't sound too appealing, but I guess as a backup, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, just a backup at medical school. It's Uh, fine. No big deal. It's pretty good backup. Casual. (laughs) Yeah, pretty good backup. (laughs) My my backup is... uh, no job panhandling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's mine a lot of people you know when they they look at sort of food truck right they you know at least when when we see it it's like all right so food truck and then we go from food truck to potentially like sharing a restaurant space or even opening your own spot is that something that you're thinking about as a future or are you thinking go wide on options instead and try out a bunch of different foods or what's what's your sort of like you know, next year to two to maybe three year plan. I have a lot of ideas. I want to have a brick and mortar for the bubble waffles. And eventually I'd love to create my own ice cream. That would be nice. I currently get my ice cream from a local supplier, Warwick Ice Cream, who's, they're awesome. But um, I'd like to, you know, have my own hand in it eventually. And then I'd like to have other trucks doing other things outside of bubble waffles. Now, would you stay sweet or would you go savory on the next round? I'm I'm not opposed to either side. Is your barbecue and mac and cheese waffle is pretty cool yeah yeah um i i worked with um adam from smoke and squeal he came up to me one day it was like my first time at an event like a big event like ever it's like my second week open and he came up i was like hey can i can i try something i was like uh sure i don't know who you are but okay (laughs) (laughs) and so i gave him one of my waffles and he put like mac and cheese coleslaw pulled pork all this deliciousness and brought it back and i had it i was like we have to do this this is so good and um the good thing about our waffles is that they're not like they're not overly sweet they're Mm. sweet enough that you get a hint of it but i think it pairs very well with savory foods um we've done uh chicken and waffles with Mings, that was a pretty big hit too. So. Was that like another food truck, sort of like your park behind them? And that was the first time we ever did something like that, where we were on street service and then we were just like parked next yeah. to each other. We got really lucky with parking, to be honest. But <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it, we sold out in like an hour and a half, two hours. It feels so obvious now that you've said it: chicken and waffles, chicken and waffles, yeah. chicken and bubble waffles. They were like bu- they were like popcorn chicken, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, one of them was a brown butter honey glazed one, and then one was like a chicken katsu. So how do you do prep? Do you do you rent a kitchen space? Like what what are the logistics of running the truck? So um, I work out of a commissary, um, and that's in Cranston, and I just pay by the by the hour. Mm-hmm. And um, I typically just I don't use that much time because I can make batter like a lot of batter. Yeah, pretty quickly I, I'm, I'm pretty quick with cracking eggs and stuff mm. so um yeah uh and then that's really all the prep i just have to make waffles and now i have teas that i do i, mm. I kind of infuse them overnight um not kind of i do <laughs> i do infuse them overnight um with different fruits and things like that and um i try to expand my options as much as i can so you've really like just super bootstrap this thing yourself. I mean, there's no, like, I, you didn't go through any kind of incubation. Like, I mean, you, you got help and, and mentorship from other people, but you just, mm. how hard was it to get it off the ground initially? Very hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, the learning curve was 
immense because I didn't, I never took a business class in my life. I didn't know anything about, you know, finances, nothing. I knew nothing about permitting, Mm. literally nothing. Like one time um, while I was trying to get my permits, um, I, I knew I had to get a fire permit. But I was like, all right. So I called the fire department and they're like, um, there, I was basically going in a circle and then the fire marshal called me back because I left him a voicemail was like, Hey, uh, need to get a fire inspection. Don't know who I'm supposed to call, but they told me to leave a message and he calls me back and he was like, yeah, you just have to go through the like Providence city hall and then they'll contact us. Some people like, I guess some people try to do a loophole and not go through Providence and just get the fire inspection and like dunsies it but he was like yeah you sounded pretty actually like genuinely confused so i called you back i was like yeah thanks yeah i was because nobody was giving me answers so thank you for calling me back um so yeah that was that was one of the experiences i had to go through um because i had no idea what i was doing i mean to this day i'm i'm still learning still don't really know exactly what i'm doing I mean, the other day I forgot to plug in my freezer and all my ice cream melted. So how many gallons of ice cream? A lot. A lot. I would say um, 36 gallons. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And you were so light about it on Instagram, too. I was like, she has to be dying inside. Yeah. But you were just like, so I did a thing and this is what happened. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think um, I shared that because I really want to make sure my audience knows this business is run by somebody who's still learning. And I want them to go through that process with me. You know, we're, we're this small business and hopefully we flourish and that you guys were a part of that growing process. Mm. And, um, you know, whether it's the good things or the bad things, I, I share it and I try to keep it, you know, as real as possible. There are times like I, when I posted that, I was I was like screaming. Mm. I was I was like, Fuck. <laughs> like <laughs> but it's super authentic that you, you know, post that kind of stuff and let people know like, hey, like if you were doing this business, you wouldn't know what you're doing. And I, I don't always know what I'm doing either. So I think it'd be hard for a, you know, a business like yours to exist without something like Instagram. I think it makes it so much more personal and like it makes people see the business as not just a business, but as a person and, and the person behind that business. And I think that's really important because I think consumers as consumers, we forget you know how important it is to realize that people people make mistakes still and um that we still have the best intentions but they don't always come off as that way but we do and i always do but i i don't maybe i don't always project it the best way or show it the best way but i really do now do you have people who uh, obviously like you mentioned mentorship as being you know something big for you know, being able to start and have someone to ask questions and in support of you. Do you have people now who you either follow online um, or talk to in person and get, you know, regular advice from and kind of help help you level up? Yeah, um, I still talk to Becca and Tiff uh, a lot. Uh, the other I think before before our big first event festival, which was a few weeks ago, it was in Boston. I had this issue with licensing and permitting and mm. i drove to hometown pokey and i was like becca what do i do yeah. and like she was just like relax you'll be fine like it's not a big deal like you'll be good 
And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Just making sure. Mm. Um, who else? I think uh, you guys know Vic, right? Victoria? Yeah. 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 She, she is a newer friend, but yeah. very helpful as well. Yeah, for sure. I think basically everybody that I talk to, they're like, yeah, just let me know if you have any questions. And I'm just like, okay, I will. Do you have um, any blogs or books that you've read recently that you would recommend to others? Blogs or books? I don't don't think so. Not that I know of. No. Like no, nothing on like marketing or or like running a small business. No. No. I feel like I should though. I should I should look into it, but I have it. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems to be fine so far. Yeah, it's it's honestly, you know, it's one of those things where we look at it's kind of surprising. Mm. Yeah, you know, in a way to to sort of see your story and to see you know you you doing what you're doing, just sort of like learning as you go. Yeah, I think that's why I was kind of like mentioning the like you bootstrapped yourself and you just yeah. kind of went into this thing because a lot of people it's like yeah you know I I went to culinary school and I I read these like. Yeah, I read these blogs, I read these magazines, and I follow these people and stuff. And you're kind I of checked like, off the boxes. I followed all the rules. Yeah, yeah. and you're kind and of you're like, just like, I did history and pre med, and then I was like, you know what I want to do? I'm gonna start a food truck. Yeah, and that's doing pretty well. Like, yeah. All right. Um, I guess I would say maybe I do have a little bit of a hunch for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think, like going back to trusting my gut, it, it it's really helped me a lot. Like mm. these, uh, the teas that I'm selling now have have been really going well, and I'm really glad that I took the leap with that because um, you know teas are something I'm very interested maybe for the future. So that's kind of a little step into that direction. Mm. And I'm I, I'm so far my gut hasn't been treating me too too bad. So tell us a little bit about your uh, history with food. Like I mean, I, I got to imagine that. You don't start a food truck if you don't have some previous love for food or some involvement with food in your family, maybe. You know, what, you know what's your story with food in your life? Well, I mean, like I said, uh, I wanted to do the noodles first. Yeah. And that's something I love that. I, like, I could eat that every day, all day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's so good. Um, when I was younger, I used to make the noodles with my mom. She's a big trooper. She used to have three, do- three jobs as a nurse. So she was, she was, yeah, she would hop from one nursing home to the next nursing home to another nursing home. But when she did have a day off, she would make, um, copiak with me when I was home and, um, we'd roll the noodles and cut the noodles together. And that was kind of the foundation of really my love for cooking. Um, I would say I cook at home fairly often, um, just casually, but, um, now that I'm able to actually sell food, Mm. that's that's pretty cool too yeah um i grew up eating the bubble waffles actually yeah um i grew up eating them in boston there's a grandma that sells them up there i call her grandma bubble waffle (laughs) um she (laughs) because she's she's really the only one that i know that makes it um within like a nearby area uh and i we would go up to Boston, I would say, like, once once a month or so. And she was always on the list of mm-hmm. things to get, like a grocery list, you mm-hmm. know. We would go visit Grandma yeah. up there. <laughs> and um, so that was my first taste of it. And that's honestly the only taste I've ever had of bubble waffles except my own. So, yeah. That was our family trip, yeah, to go to Chinatown and eat some pho and go get some banh mi and bubble waffles and... That that was that was like our our monthly family trip. 
Because Providence doesn't really have like no. a, a Chinatown. No, unfortunately not. Yeah. No. But we do have a little melting pot of Asian cuisine coming up, so that's pretty cool. We definitely do. What are what are some of your favorite spots to eat? Um, here in Providence, mm-hmm. uh, I would say Hangs is a really great Thai restaurant. I would say it's fairly authentic too. Mm-hmm. Like when I had when I had it, I was like, hmm, tastes like mom's food. So oh. it means probably authentic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Hangs is a really great place. I would highly recommend their Pad Ki Mao if. Um, that, that means drunken noodles. Um, if you like some spicy kind of dry noodles, those are really good. Um, the rotisserie chicken is also very delicious. Mm. Would highly recommend. Yeah. Um, well, pho has to be pho horns. I live like down the street from there, so can walk there basically. Awesome. It's really good. Yeah. Highly recommend that too. Um, but outside of Asian cuisine, I would say... My favorite restaurant is probably Nick's. Oh. Nick's on Broadway. Right yeah. 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 I love, I love Nick's. Mm. Always I've, worth the wait. Yeah. I think I've been there for brunch with my wife like every day of your life. 300 yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we were there. I mean, now that we've had our daughter, I'll, I'll pick up like sandwiches and stuff from right. there or something. Yeah. But yeah, we used to be there like every day. Anytime. Weekend. Yeah. Literally. Kelsey, anytime <laughs> Kelsey and I go. Anytime, it doesn't matter when it is. Every we see it's him. crazy, <laughs> and they live a block away. And that's I'm so like, funny. Yeah, I'm like 15 minutes. But yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you're like 20 minutes away. You're all the way in North Providence. Yeah, oh, I'm in the edge of the world like in North Providence. Oh, North man. Providence. <laughs> Middle of nowhere, North Providence. <laughs> so has uh, has doing the food truck increased your love for food, or has it been like a kind of a mixed experience because you're you're in it all day long? I think I've appreciated it more. I think. I've appreciated the work that goes into it. Now I think a lot of like, hmm, I wonder how much it actually costs them to make this dish. Mm. Like, hmm, I wonder how long it took them to prep this. Like a lot of that because yeah. I know how long it takes me and it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. So um, I can only imagine w- with these, you know, actually established brick and mortar with um, fine dining and things like that, it's probably really hard. <laughs> You know, waffles are not a fast food, at least the way that, that you all do them. Is there a temptation for you to take shortcuts and do things differently in order to kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I haven't found any that work. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, if there's a lot of people, you kind of get bottlenecked, yeah. right? Because it takes three minutes to make one waffle, and I can only have three waffle makers in there at a time. And why is that? Because the generator? Generator, yeah. Generator and just space. No matter what, if you get a big line of people, no matter how many waffle makers I have, I'm going to get bottlenecked. So I think a solution I'm trying to find is just how to keep the product at the quality that I want um, to serve them, but being able to serve them quicker. Yeah. 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 That's something I'm still definitely wrestling with right now. And it's definitely a food that, you know, being made to order and mm-hmm. composed the way that it is actually better when the waffle's warm. Absolutely, than, yeah. Than, you know, if you were to serve, you know, half hour, hour old right. soggy waffles. Right, exactly. It stays, when you get it, it's still like slightly warm, um, crispy. Like it's just starting to get that crisp. And then when you bite into it, it's still soft and kind of cakey and bounces back. And I don't know, I don't really know how it'd be if if it was 30 minutes an hour later. 
right. you know, under a heater. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have that same personal touch, I think, that, that yeah. you offer to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a really important thing that I want to send out from my business is that this is food that I want to give my customers as if they were my friends, if mm. they were my family. If they came to my house, I would serve it like this. Mm. Um, I think that that's basically our motto, you know, food that makes you feel like family. How have you seen kind of your life change as a result of doing this? I mean, personal time is not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really hard. I'm not going to lie. It's really hard to, to put the phone down, stop checking Instagram and Facebook and emails and responding to people that you don't have to respond to at eight o'clock at night. Like you don't need to do that. But it's really hard um, to just even stop thinking about the business, stop thinking about ideas and stop thinking about hmm, what am I going to do tomorrow and yeah. things like that for the business. So um, that's been tough, you know, and my work days are 12, 14 hours yeah. days. Mm -hmm. You know, I wake up probably 8 a.m., do emails, head out, do prep inventory all that stuff i do all by myself i don't really i don't have anyone um i'm currently in the process of hiring people but as of right now i'm i'm my only employee basically well not basically i am <laughs> <laughs> so when you say we it's like the royal we it's, it's really the royal like yeah, we. yeah. It's the, the we is the business yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of people have actually noticed that and asked me about that they're like we like you say we and and things like that but it's just it's just you and yeah. so why don't you say i and i never realized it until someone pointed it out oh interesting yeah and yeah. um i thought about it and said i think the reason why i do say it is because i don't see it as just my business it's it's a growing business and a lot of my cons all my consumers are are the reason why i'm still here and mm. this is a communal thing mm. you know so that's that's why it's a we yeah yeah it's almost aspirational too. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's not just me. It's, you know, I, I'm going to grow this bigger. It's going yeah. to be more. Yeah. That's pretty awesome that you didn't even realize that you were saying it that way. No. Because a lot of people's will, uh, people, a lot of people will position themselves that way, you know, like they'll right. say we to just not, they don't want to feel like it's just me, you know, but it's a totally different approach. So, yeah. I mean, when I tell people about my podcast, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I have a podcast. And yeah, JP's on it. Yeah, and that's JP what I tell him. There. Special guest JP Camara every <laughs> week. Every week. <laughs> it's weird. He has, there hasn't been an episode where he hasn't been on it yet. Yeah, yeah. we try but, to try know. so hard. Yeah. I'm like the what's the the talk show person who like sits on the couch next to them. Yeah, and, with Conan O'Brien. You're uh, yeah, Annie, Annie, Annie Richter. Annie, Annie Richter. Andy is Richter? Is Richter? Yeah, You're like a moderator. Yeah, like a moderator. Yeah, I'm a he's moderator, my hype That's man. right. Yeah. Yeah. I've rarely seen you working alone though. In the like when you're when you're out, yeah. maybe sometimes you are. But like when I stopped by the the tailor shop, you know, you had you had some help. Yeah, I had um, my boyfriend there. So I do get help occasionally when um, I feel like it's going to be busy. Recently, my cousin has been helping me out a lot. Um, he he just comes and goes under my wing and helps me out, um, you know, because he's my cousin. <laughs> so but before basically last year when we were first starting up i would be by myself like in the truck parked by myself just doing it making making waffles scooping the ice cream doing the toppings taking orders by myself and then i'll hitch up and i'll leave recently i've been getting more help which is nice what did that feel like the first time you know you opened the 
I guess not the doors, but you open the, the window. The window. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and you're the, you're the only one there. People start coming up to the window and they say, like, I want to order X, Y, Z. Like, how did that feel? It was a big, like, adrenaline rush. I am a big adrenaline person. I think I work very well under pressure. So I just, like, I was just doing it. Mm. I was just doing it. Yeah. I was just taking them and I was just banging them out because I, I didn't have a choice. I had to just do it. Sink or swim. Yeah, because that sounds terrifying to me. I feel like I'd open it up and I would just kind of like curl up into the feudal position and yeah. <laughs> probably eat some waffles on the ground. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The benefit of our little enterprise here is that like neither JP nor I would have done this without a partner. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you think about it when you were like, all right, I'm just going to do this. Even if you were saying we, you know, it, just being you, what was that like? It was really scary. I mean, I I didn't feel like I had anyone to truly confide in because no one I know really owns a business or anything like that. And your parents were like, well, you should be a doctor. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's probably hard so, to talk to them about it. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. They're like, see? Yeah. <laughs> see? You should be a doctor. It'll be easier. Um, uh, but um, so I didn't have too many people to confide in. I mean, I had my boyfriend. Um, and he would help me out, you know, the nights I would just cry and then just, you know, be happy five minutes later. Um, <laughs> but he, he was probably the the best person to have by my side because mm-hmm. if I didn't have him, I, I think I probably wouldn't have even finished. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Not like he's here or anything. He's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not listening. He's not. Well, hopefully he'll hear these beautiful messages later yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. No, you can cut it. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to talk sweet about him. That's a really sweet thing to say. <laughs> you can cut it. If there's one thing in this episode, no, keep the hype man thing. And that was really in. great. Um, don't talk about my boyfriend. Uh, so you, you know, you, you emphasize the, the communal aspect of it. How has that impacted you focusing on that with the business? You know, have you, met and befriended a lot of people as a result of that do you have a lot of repeat customers yeah yeah i know a lot of customers by like a first name basis i'll be like hey michael and hey ron like how are you guys and they're like yeah what's up v oh that's awesome (laughs) yeah like it's so cool they're like my friends and it's like so awesome and um i think making in a community is a really big thing giving back to the community is also really important about cow cow so when i was starting up my business i knew i wanted to give back to rhode island and just to people in general and so when i was starting up cow cow i made a pledge to my business and to my consumers that for basically every thousand or so orders i would donate basically a um equivalent to one one order um so this this uh, past November, I think for Thanksgiving, I was able to donate about 650 pounds of canned goods Whoa. and like non-perishable goods wow. to the Rhode Island Food Bank. And that was much quicker than I anticipated. Yeah. yeah. yeah like that was basically two months, right? Yeah. So um, that, was, that was an awesome thing that I was able to do. Even leaving the Rhode Island Food Bank after I dropped all that stuff off. Um, which was exhausting to get. I had yeah. to go to like three three targets. Yeah. I went to three targets to get like, I don't know, 800 green beans. Um, <laughs> and um, people at Target, 
thank thank you guys so much because i was probably like they were probably like what the heck is this girl doing and i went to the cashier one time the manager was like hey this is a poor kid this poor kid he's like hey you you got to cash her out. I was like, <laughs> and he was like, uh, and I was like, don't worry. Like, I know how much of each thing that I got. So it'd yeah. be so much easier. He'd just have to punch in the number. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thank God. Because yeah. I thought I had to scan every single canned good because that, that would have be... been crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> After leaving the Rhode Island Food Bank, I, I was I was really touched um, because I knew that I was able to directly impact the people around me and the communities around me. And that was really important because being a food truck in Providence, I'm I'm now a part of the Providence community. So I felt like it was a duty of mine to do and I was happy to do it. And so we're just passing our thousand-ish um, orders this season, first thousand-ish orders. And we're gonna do something coming up the next few weeks. I'm not too sure the exact date yet, but um, it's going to be a day or two days where um, I'm going to do a pay what you can. Wow. Yeah, uh-huh. pay what you can. And all those um, proceeds will go towards a charity. Um, currently, I'm looking at this charity called She's the First. And um, it's a nonprofit where they donate money to girls who are in lower income families or in third world countries and would be the first person to graduate from high school in their family. So, um, yeah, that's probably the charity I'm looking into, um, or the organization I should say. Uh, but yeah, so all those proceeds would go towards that. And, um, I would match, well, not match. I would say I would meet up uh, to 500. If we were under 500, I would make it up to 500. So we would donate 500 at the at the least. Was that something you've always been interested in? When I was doing the business, that was like one of the first things I said. Like I, I was like, I want I want to do this. It's gonna take from my profits or whatever it may be, but I I, I really find it important, and I really want to give back. Where does that come from? You know, Rhode Island's my home. And so why wouldn't you want to give back and better your home and better the people in your home? That's kind of how I see it. So (laughs) this past September, you decided to jump into this kind of feet first and just do this. Uh, And it's super inspiring. It's really cool. Thank you. Um, The the thing that I want to know is what have you been learning about yourself as a result of this experience? That is a loaded question. And Mm. take all the time you need. That's a loaded question. (laughs) Um... Recently, uh, this season, I opened up on my birthday. So it was my 22nd birthday. So I'm 22, a young 22. (laughs) And um, I used to kind of feel weird about telling people my age because I am so young. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you're so young. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Um, But I realized a lot um, that this, this past birthday about myself and just being in this business and I realized that if I want to succeed and I want to do well, I have to take care of myself. Mm. I have to take care of myself because I am the most important tool in this whole business. And I only have one body and I have to take care of it mentally, physically. And that was something I wasn't doing. You know, 
I think for a long time, I had a lot of struggle with myself where I would do a lot of self-loathing. I was almost like in this like vicious cycle of kind of just telling myself what I was doing wasn't enough. And I w- doing that made me miss out on a lot of accomplishments that were great accomplishments, like actually opening up my business. Mm. And I wasn't able to, you know, um, celebrate these things because the feelings were suppressed. I, I listened to this Red Table talk with um, Jada Pinkett Smith and um, her brother was on there and he said something along the lines of, you know, treat yourself like how you treat your friends. And I was just like, that makes so much sense. Because when my friends have accomplishments or they tell me these great things that happen to them, I'm like, yes, like, let's so celebrate. We have to go eat at Nick's. Like, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when I accomplish things, I don't, you know, I don't do that for myself. And, you know, being in the unique situation that you're your own boss, you have to, you have to give yourself the pat on the back. You don't have anybody else doing that for you. And you have to tell yourself that you did a good job and give yourself the A plus. And I wasn't doing that. And so that's something I really want to practice going on like further in my business, because if, if I want to make sure that I'm good and this business is good, I have to treat myself better. I think a lot of people should treat themselves better because we typically treat ourselves much worse than we treat other people, which is not right. And it's sort of funny. There's this like, you know, ancient quote that's love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. But the other flip side of it is to, if you're going to treat your neighbor as yourself, yourself you need to treat yourself like you your treat neighbor. your neighbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of this beautiful thing. But what are some other pieces of self-care that have kind of been important for you as well? I think just um, talking about my issues. Um, that was something that I wasn't very good at. I like to kind of bottle, bottle it all up. And um, not really divulge into what was going on in my mind. So being able to have someone to talk with, whether it's a friend or a companion or even a therapist, I think it's really important to have someone to kind of just vent to. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. Definitely stick around after the break. We've got a fun little after show for you. And just a big thanks to V for being on the show. You can learn more about what she's up to at youcandoitdoit.com. As always, thanks to Night Swim for the use of their song Fiji as the theme song for this show. And lastly, thank you to you so much for listening. We love doing the show and we really couldn't do it without you. So thank you. And without further ado, we, um, we were swapping stories with Henry V's boyfriend after the show and just had to put a microphone in front of him so here you go um, let me record Can you okay just tell jp or me i guess it's me what uh is this okay that's perfect yeah okay um so what were we talking about oh yeah so we were just talking about um kind of just the stories that i get by being besides beside uh Vilada. Um, so, like, for example, one of the stories she talked about was the, um, the charity, the, the 650 pounds of donation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So you had to be there because she brought these, um, 
I think like commercial um, cardboard boxes. Uh, we filled it up with all of these uh, canned foods and all like that, all stuff like that. And it was in her house. So we're just surrounded in, my parents house. in her it parents' even house. My apartment. It was in my parents' house. We were yeah. surrounded by cardboard boxes filled with food, and we just had a blast filling it up. Um, and so it's just stories like that just uh, brings a smile to my face because, um, in that moment, I remember getting on my phone. Um, I went on Snapchat. Uh, I have Snapchat with my mom. We snap each other sometimes. Yeah. And I was just like, selfie style. Hey, mom, look at all this food. Because we moved out. Me and uh, Vila, we lived together. Hey, mom, we, you know, we're just budgeting. We got 650 pounds of food for two years, okay? Canned food. Saving money. And, yeah, it's stuff like that. You know, it's, it's really cool. You make fun of um, the moments that you have, uh, you know, through this food truck journey. It's really, really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And Henry's definitely been, like, every step of the way. Every step of the way. I Since, think, yeah, the first waffle. Yeah. He he had the first waffle. Oh, yeah. And it was terrible. I was going to oh, say, no. how was it? <laughs> it was uh, very mediocre. Uh, <laughs> some work had to be done. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it's a good relationship, you can be honest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For real. It, was, it has evolved. Yeah. It has The waffle has evolved yeah. from from that point. It's gotten a lot of, a lot better. And she, she continues to improve the, the recipe whenever she feels like, uh, you know, it's it's wavered or anything like that. But it's really consistent. You know, she tries her best to make it consistent. Um, do you have any other stories? Were you, any other? Were you there? For, oh, I'm sorry, actually, please. No, um, go ahead. No, I just wanted to know if you were there. I just wanted to know if you were there when she opened. Like, were you in the background at all? Or was that a solo for you? She was, opening day was solo. But I went there to support, and um, just seeing the line of people coming to her, it was amazing. Because part of me, throughout this whole journey, because she's been following her gut, has been, part of my feeling has just been, wow, people really enjoy her stuff. Like, this is surreal. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm thinking, heck yeah, of course, she's the most capable person that I know that could have done this. Um, just using her gut, um, you know, when she came to me with the idea, we have a relationship where we can be honest with each other. Um, if someone's going to come up to you, that's close to you and say, Hey, I just, uh, I'm going to skip med school. I'm just going to do the food truck thing. What do you think? If I think it's a path where, you know, it's going to be a bad road for them personally, I'd tell them, um, with her, I really felt like, uh, her gut has really led her to, a really good path so far um she's been really capable so of course she's you know as you can see she's doing really well so far so um thank you 100 percent support her yeah that's awesome it's really cool thank you henry <laughs> i didn't pay you to do this oh yes yeah <laughs> awesome. yeah well, thanks so Came much man. Okay. appreciate it thank you that was great <laughs> that was it's fun to be on a podcast huh oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah.